Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. Super excited about the month of June. We have some great meetings coming up. Uh, June 12th, we're going to be in Sulphur Springs, Texas. June 18th and 19th, we're going to be in Durham, North Carolina. And then the last weekend, June 25th and 26th, we will be at Lakeshore Vineyard Church in Holland, Michigan. Some dear friends of mine, Vidar and Catherine Lagarde, they run Safari Mission in Nairobi and They have several Bible schools all throughout the nation of Kenya. I was there for the East Africa Faith Conference, and we had a wonderful time. Saw some wonderful people get healed. And then I ministered at Harvester's Global Outreach Church in Nairobi, Kenya on Sunday morning. And we had some just wonderful, wonderful services and saw lots of mighty miracles take place. Probably one of of the, the greatest miracles I've ever seen happen that Sunday morning. We actually have this on our YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you need to do that. Uh, Go to YouTube and uh, just type in my name. Make sure and subscribe to our channel. But there's a video there, and it was a woman who had had 11 spinal surgeries, and she had been on pain medication for the last seven years. And in the service, we had, gosh, we had about four or 500 people that came up. Uh, for us to lay hands and minister to them, and she was one of them. And when I got to her, I asked her what was going on. She told me, and I don't know how to describe it, but just by saying this, just in my mind's eye, so to speak, I just saw a spine and just had this, this sense that I needed to tell the angels to put a spine in her back. I know that may sound a little strange. I'm just telling you what I did, but that's what I acted on. I, I walked behind her. I put my hand on her back. I said, Minister Angels, take a spine out of heaven. Take a new spine out of heaven. Put it in her back right now. Friend, God is my witness. I walked back around and she told me, she said, all the pain's gone. And she said, I can stand up straight now. I was having to be hunched over because of the pain. She said, a, a warmth has come all across my chest. I can breathe. I can breathe good now. And I said, well, if all that's going on in your body, what else do you think is happening? Because she had walked up, she was real feeble, and she had walked up and she had a crutch that had one of those like uh, forearm supports. You know, it's got like a cuff that wrapped around the forearm and she used that to help walk. And I said, why don't you go ahead and just walk and enjoy the, you know, the life of God, freedom in your body? Well, she put that, uh, crutched down on the ground and started to walk. I said, no, no, you won't need that. So she put that down and it, it hit her instantly. She started walking uh, without it and she was walking, st- standing straight up and just, you could see the instant change. I got so excited. I took off running across the auditorium and was just jumping up and shouting. I turned around and she had run right behind me and the whole place just went crazy. And we were just praising, praising God and shouting and just having a good time and just had some wonderful things happen. So anyway, I would encourage you, go to YouTube, go watch that video. I'm telling you, it will inspire you and it will get you pretty excited about some things. Hey, I want to talk to you about 
faith for your assignment. Friend, you realize that God has an assignment for you. He has a plan for you, an assignment for you. He has a great assignment for each and every single one of us. And that assignment, it is so great, it's greater than your current vision right now. He's calling you to something that's larger than your current vision. And so it's going to require great faith for you to fulfill your assignment. But for you to have great faith, you're going to need a great imagination. And you're going to need your imagination running in the right direction. The assignment that God has for you is so large, so magnificent, so great, is going to require you to expand your imaginations in order to see what God wants you to see. So you can believe what He believes and receive what He has for you to receive. There's a powerful prayer that we find in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 21. This is a prayer that Paul prays for the church. And incidentally, if you are a, a partner with me, this is something I pray for you every single day. I pray this prayer for you. I pray this prayer for myself. I pray this prayer for Lacey and Jake and my family and our partners. And if you've never read this before, I'd highly encourage you uh, not only to read it right now with me, but take some time and, and begin to look over it and begin to pray this for yourself and your family. But this is something that Paul prayed for the church. You can find it in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 21. And he said this, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, and then he goes on to say, and I pray that you would know. And he's, he's going to tell you three things. Number one, he says, I pray that you would know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, what's the plan of God for your life? I pray that you would know God's plan, his assignment for your life. Number two, he said, I pray that you would know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Number three, verse 19, he said, I pray that you would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us and in us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that's named not only in this world, but also that which is to come. It's a powerful prayer there. But in light of what we're talking about right now, I want you to notice what Paul prays in verse 18. He said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you would know. This word understanding in the Greek, it's literally the word imaginations or deep thoughts. Imaginations or deep thoughts. He said, I pray that the eyes of your imagination would be enlightened. That your imagination would be, be filled with light. That you would expand your imagination. That it would be filled with light. And notice the very first thing that you would know what is the plan of God for your life, what is his call on your life, that your imagination would be enlightened, that you would know his assignment for your life. In Ephesians chapter 4, he makes this statement, verse 18, he said, don't be like the rest of the Gentiles, don't walk like them, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. 
Well, that word understanding there in Ephesians 4.18, it's, it's the very same word understanding in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. Paul said, don't let your imaginations, your deep thoughts be darkened, and thus as a result be alienated from the life of God. So what he's, what he's saying here is that the Gentiles, their imaginations are darkened. And he said, you as a Christian, I want your imagination to be enlightened filled with the light of God, filled with the life of God. I want your imagination to be expanded so, number one, you can understand the plan of God. You can receive of the assignment that God has for your life. Again, if you want great faith for your assignment, and it's going to take faith to fulfill what God has called you to do, you're going to need the right imagination for your assignment. Your imagination is going to need to be enlightened so you can see how God sees, so you can believe what he believes, and so that you can receive what he has for you to receive. You're going to have to expand your imagination to fulfill the assignment God has for your life. Now, it's interesting because if you go through Scripture, you can find many, many situations in which people, when it came to fulfilling their assignment, their imagination, it either released the assignment of God in their life, or it shut down the assignment of God in their life. You can find it in so many situations when it came down to their imagination. The very first person that you find is Eve. Now, if you look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse uh, 26 and 27, it says that God said, let's make man in our image according to our likeness, and let's let them have dominion over all the earth, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then he gave them an assignment. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over all the earth. God gave them an assignment. He gave them an assignment. And yet in Genesis chapter 3, we find Satan come. He comes into the garden. And he begins to tempt Eve. And he's trying to get her to eat of that fruit of the tree that God told them not to eat of. And yet it's very interesting in Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, Satan says, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Verse 6, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. And then the eyes of both of them were open. I want you to notice in verse 6, it says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food. This was not talking about her physical eyes. This was not the first time that Eve had seen the fruit or seen the tree. She was seeing it all day, every day of her life. But what happened was is that Satan brought these thoughts, ideas, and suggestions that, hey, if you'll do this, if you'll do this, you'll become like God. And yet it was a great deception because she was already like God, but she didn't really truly understand who she was. But when it says here she saw the tree was good for food, this is talking about in her imagination. She allowed the suggestions of Satan to settle in her soul, to settle in her mind, and she began to mull that over and think that over, to meditate on that 
to allow her imagination to run wild on the wrong side of things. And what happened? Well, she thought about it long enough, allowed her imagination to run wild at it to the point that it changed her perception. It changed the way that she saw things. It changed the way that she saw things. It changed the way she saw things, and then as a result, it cost her her assignment. Her imagination cost her her assignment. We see another example of our imagination and faith for our assignment and fulfilling our assignment with Abraham. You can look at Genesis chapter uh, 15, and you see God calling out Abraham, and, and he gives Abraham an assignment. Of course, at this point, his name's Abram, but he gives Abraham an assignment. In Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And Abram said, Look, you've given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body will be your heir. And then notice what God does in verse 5. God takes him outside and says, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you're able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And Abraham believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. I want you to notice this here. In, in verse 3 and 4, Abraham gives him the problem. In verse 4, God gives him the word. And yet, it's interesting to me that God just didn't give him the word and expect him to believe it. He also gave him something to look at. He gave him the word, and then he said, Go outside, I want you to look at the stars. Look up in the sky. I want you to count the stars. He gave him something to look at and allow his imagination to run wild on. And his imagination, by looking at that, produced an image. And you never notice that the word image is there in the word imagination. His imagination produced this image for him. And that image is what produced faith to believe in the word that God gave him. See, it was Abraham's imagination that allowed him and helped him to gain great faith for the assignment and things that he was going to do and God had for him to receive. And not only that, but God also had him count the, the sand of the seashore. So Abraham had something to look at and produced an image on the inside of him at night and also an image to produce on the inside of him during the day. He was always allowing his imagination to run wild. Always allowing his imagination to run wild. And there's lots of other things that we could see there uh, with Abraham if we had time. But there's someone else I want you to see. And it's these uh, 12 spies that Moses sends out to spy out the land of Canaan. And you can find this in Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, Moses sends them out. And in verse 23, it says they went out and they cut down a large cluster of grapes. It was so large. They had to carry it between two of them on a pole. And when you get down to verse 25, it says they returned from spying out the land. They came back and reported everything to Moses and Aaron and all the children of Israel. And in verse 27, they said, we went to the land where you sent us and it truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people there, they're strong and the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, moreover, 
we saw the descendants of Enoch there. These were, this was the giants, descendants of Enoch. Caleb quieted the people in verse 13 and said, Let's go up at once and take possession because we can overcome it. Verse 31, it says, The men who had gone up with him said, We cannot do this. We cannot overcome them. They're stronger than us. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. And they said, The land through which we have gone through as spies, it's a land it devours its inhabitants. And all the people who we saw, they are men of great stature. There we saw all the giants, the descendants of Anak, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Now that's always been interesting to me in verse 33. How did those, those ten spies, what we refer to as the evil spies, how did they know how the giants saw them? Did they go and talk to the giants? No, they're spying out the land. But they allowed their imagination to go wild. See, it comes down to this. What you see on the outside should not be your vision. Your vision should be produced from your imaginations, from what you are seeing in the Word of God and what God has called you to do and what God has told you you can do and what God has promised is already yours. That's where our image is to be produced, from the inside, not on the outside. And as a result, chapter 14, verse 1, it says, All the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept all that night, and said, If we had only died in the land of Egypt, if we had only died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Yet it's interesting because in Numbers chapter 13, verse 2, God told them, I'm giving this land to the children of Israel. So see, you had the word, and this is interesting, God gives them the word, and yet they go out to get an image of the word, and yet what happened? They had a choice. They actually had fruit that was proof of what God said was true, but they had a choice. Were they going to let their image, their imagination, were they going to allow it to run wild with the proof of God? Or were they going to allow it to run wild with the proof of the world? And they made the decision to allow their imagination to run wild with the things of the natural that went counter to the word of God. And yet, this is the same type of situation with Abraham. Abraham had a choice. He could have looked at his situation, the physical situation of him and Sarah and being old and her being past you know, childbearing years. Or he could, he could go outside and look at the stars of the sky and look at the sand of the seashore and allow his imagination to run wild on that and thus help him to get into the place of faith, to believe what God had called him to do. The choice is really up to you and I. What picture do you see? The picture you see, that's going to determine if you fulfill your assignment or not. When you hear God's word on healing and then you hear the doctor's word on sickness, which one moves you the most? Which one captures your imagination the most? The one that moves you, that's the one that you truly believe. Friends, remember even with Jesus, it says that for the prize that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame for the prize that was set before him. Friend, I'm telling you, Jesus was using his imagination. He was allowing his imagination to create images on the inside of him to create and help propel him 
to go after the assignment and stay on the assignment. Friend, I'm telling you, your imagination can release the plan of God for your life or it can stop the plan of God for your life. Your imagination can help you to see your assignment or it can help you to see how inadequate you are and not fulfill the assignment. Satan is trying to get you to see yourself outside of your position in Christ. See, that's what it really comes down to is that your provision, it's found in your position. Let me say that again. Your provision is found in your position, but if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't see yourself in him, then you're going to be just like Eve and not understanding who you are and not allowing your image to be produced by who you are in him and be like the 10 evil spies who don't really grasp the assignment and the word that God has for them, and they don't allow their image to be produced by the word of God. They allow their image to be produced by their physical eyes. You and I must come up to the level of God and begin to see ourselves from the same way that he sees us. We have to come up to his place, go up to the throne of God, and see the situation the way that he sees it, looking down on it, seeing everything small, seeing through the eyes of the kingdom of God, Seeing things through the realm of heaven and not through the realm of earth. Again, if you want great faith for your assignment, you're going to have to have a great imagination. And it's going to have to be an imagination that is filled with the images of God himself. I want you to to begin to use your imagination, but use it for the right way. We use our imagination all the time. I'm telling you, you're a professional at using your imagination. We all know how to use our imagination, but unfortunately, we tend to use it for stress and worry and anxiety and fear instead of using it for faith. But I just want to encourage you, God has a tremendous plan for your life. He has a great assignment for your life. But in order for you to fulfill your assignment, you're going to have to allow God to use your imagination. Your imagination must be used on purpose. Otherwise, It's just going to take you downstream like every other dead fish. Hey, if you are a partner with us, thank you so very much for all that you do. Thank you for your prayers, your encouragement, your financial support. It's because of you that we're able to accomplish everything that we're doing. Those of you that have helped us with Project Go and our Books Around the World project, thank you so very much. And hey, we've got lots of meetings coming up in June, July, and August this summer. So if you could join us, we would absolutely love to see you there and meet you in person. We're going to have a whole lot of fun uh, this last half of the year. We've we've had a tremendous uh, kickoff to 2022 and just seen marvelous, marvelous miracles. And I'm telling you, we're going to double up and see some more greater things the last half of 2022. Well, friends, remember in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.